Welcome to track number one of Mighty Foundations. Amen. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, shall we stand to our feet with a shout of praise unto God? Let's welcome our dear and our own. Bishop. Oh, come on. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Thank you. Thank you. Let us pray. Just thank God for today and thank God that he's going to speak to you powerfully. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, yes. We give you praise. We thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we give you praise. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Paleme, shamana, debele, perede, parana. Falanda, pariandele, mendeke, balandana, la mandale, devede. Ye, delema, shandalama, paramandala, manana, la manande. Paloza Oh yes, we give you thanks. Father, thank you for today and thank you for the blessing that has brought us this far. As we come forward, Lord, to enter into the new things that you have for us, we ask that your spirit will lead us in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Well, it's good to see all of you. Um, I would like to meet all of you uh, in smaller groups so that I can know everybody's name before we close. Amen. Um, this is the theme, Mighty Foundations. It's actually, it's actually uh, Foundations. Um, so there's a mistake there. Oh, okay. And um, the theme is Mighty Foundations for the Invasion of Germany. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Hallelujah. Now, God, we are going to invade, we are going to invade, um, some countries, amen, amen, starting with Germany, and I'm going to try very hard to show you how your greatest blessing is connected to doing God's work, amen, amen. Every, there are several ways to kill a cat, alright, there are several ways to kill a cat, you can drown it, you can fry it, you can squeeze it, you can strangle it, right? But every church has the things that, um, the message that it has. Every church has a different message. Slightly different, the same, but different. Now, in this church, right, our aim is to try to reach as many people to go as far as we can go. Even if we are not paid. 
for what we are doing. Not that even if, even whilst we are not paid, as much as we can do and as far as we can go. Do you understand? And that is how come we are where we are today. Because by the grace of God, uh, Lighthouse is in many countries, more than 50 countries, as many people as are here and, and more. Different countries and also Many poor places, even within the countries, many, many poor places that some of you would be afraid to stay in now because you have been here for too long. You understand? So, um, what I believe is that it is certain things that have been the foundation, the foundations that have brought us this far. Amen. They have been the foundations on which the ministry has rolled to come to a certain place. Now, uh, Psalm 15, let's look at it. We have started the camp. This is a camp. Look at Psalm 15. I just came in from, uh, where did I come from? Johannesburg. Psalm 15. Have you found it? Okay. Um, Let's read Psalm 15, yeah. My eyes... I was talking to a pastor the other day and um, he was saying um, he's a young and up and coming minister and some of the older guys he was saying so many things. So I was asking him whether I'm part of the younger guys or the older guys. And he said, oh, you are, you are of the older, older people. <laughs> Forgive. Where is that verse? What can the righteous do? Psalm 15. Psalm 11. Sorry. Oh, made a mistake. Okay. Psalm 11 verse 3. Sorry. It says, If the foundations, verse 3, If the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? Okay. So, if the foundations, have you found it? Psalm 11. If the foundations are destroyed, we cannot do much. Do you understand? Now, there are different foundations upon which we have been able to be here. That's what has made us be able to come here. Every house you see has been built on something. You cannot build to a certain height unless you have a certain depth. You know, recently we built a, 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 a mast, a tower, you know, and it just has, it has a, um, a metal that goes on. When you see that, it's just like this. But I was surprised when they were doing it. The foundation would be as big as uh, about one third of this room. And the height would be about 
maybe double or about one and a half of this height into the ground for just a small thing like that. Yeah. Small thing that's sitting on it like this. You will not know what is under. Yeah. So, sometimes when people say they are starting churches and they don't have something deep under, they often don't know what they are talking about. It's not, sometimes it's not something that can even stay. Or through certain winds and storms and crises that are going to come. One day I met a pastor who was 10 years younger than me. He has a nice ministry. When I saw him, I said, wow, I can't imagine the kind of fire and storms you are going to see for the next 10 years. So, brothers and sisters, there are some foundations which have enabled Lighthouse Chapel to be in Brazil today. Amen. Amen. There's some foundations that have enabled Lighthouse Chapel to be in Switzerland. Now, if you take away those foundations, we cannot have... The the verse is, what can the righteous do? Uh, The answer is, they can't do anything anymore. Because you have taken away the foundation on which they were supposed to build. So, if you take away my stage here, what can I do? I I don't have anywhere to stand on to speak. Do you understand? So, the mighty foundations that God has given to us are very important for us to understand and to protect and to develop. And if they have been shaken or they have been taken away from us, right, we need to fight to make sure that they are part of us. Do you get it? Yes. All right? All right? Yeah. Because that is the basis on which we can move. Okay? Now, God is a righteous God. is a holy God. One of the things that have made it difficult for us to establish churches in certain places is that sometimes you find out in certain places, all the people there are there through lies. They are false names. False marriages. Do you get it? Deception. Drugs. What else? Everything that's not true. Now, you cannot build on on lies, deception, falsehood, uh, unholiness. You can't build much on it. So, that thing has removed the ability for us to have pastors in those places. This is, this is the only reason. It's true. Because if I'm standing here and what I'm preaching about, that is not what I am doing. You see, then I must be of a certain rank of liars. Among the liars, I must be of a senior, senior, I must be of a certain senior order. Yeah. Not just ordinary lies, but a really an actor. I must be an actor. I must be better than Eddie Murphy or Rambo, anybody who is acting. I must be better than all of them. Yeah. Because I must act well. 
and I must maintain the acts for a long time. Do you understand? And so this is what I'm trying to explain to you that building something for God, it really depends on a foundation. And this is the reason why in certain places it has been difficult for us to get pastors to be there or to bring our people as pastors. Because you call the person James but his real name is John. You say, he says he's 27 years old, but he's actually 36 years old. Yeah. He's called man, and it's a man, and he's called Abna. Abna, Abina, which is a woman's name. And he calls this, I'm Abina. But he's actually a man. <laughs> so that has removed the foundations and it's been difficult to get us to be pastors. So maybe some of you here have that background. Now it is important if you are going, you have that background, you have to go into the ground, do you see, and scoop out all those things and come clear. Otherwise, there is very little, because all the things we preach, they are based on righteousness, Holiness, God, those are the foundations. The foundations of God are those are the foundations of God. The foundations of God are righteousness, holiness, and so on. Amen. Amen. So without that foundation, you cannot do many things for the Lord. Are you there or you've gone home? Stand on your feet and just thank God for a good new foundation in your life. Shandola Baba. Hallelujah. Amen. Sit down. Now, some years ago, I, um, I wanted to get married. Are you with me? And I was going to sleep with my wife when I got married. Actually, one of the main reasons why I was getting married because I wanted to have sex. Okay? Is there a good reason? No shame. 
But I did not want to marry her. I don't want to sleep with her before I married. And, and the reason was, one of the main reasons was, it affect my foundation. When, when, when you talk about foundation, you talk about the basis on which you are standing. Do you see? Because you, you have to really try to pre- practice what you preach. Do you understand? So when the thing is gone from under, your basis or your strength is reduced. So it's the foundation that's about, if you sleep with your, your person you're going to marry three months before you marry, then after you marry, you sleep with her a thousand times. You ask yourself, so what's the difference? What does it matter if, you know, I mean, after all, you married her and I mean, that is it. So you, it's like, it doesn't really matter. But you see, we are talking about spiritual things. It's a spiritual uh, 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 thing that we are doing. Yeah. If it will last. You see, one of the things that you can see whether things have found this is whether they can last. And they can survive. Especially they can survive storms. Yeah. But there are storms. There are storms for... Hmm. <laughs> you may not know. You know. There are many storms that are coming. That are there. Are you there? Yeah. So, everything about us is foundations. It's, it's that there's nothing under. That's why it cannot last. That's why it cannot get big. Some of the things that don't get big, they can't get big because there's nothing under. Some of us, our ministry, some of us are pastors. But our ministries cannot get bigger. Because of something under that is not there. Yeah. Some of the foundations are not there. One of the foundations is sacrifice. Yes. You see, I'll give you, there are not many, about seven of them. I'll just tell you all of them right now. So you know what we are going to talk about. You get it? Yeah. But one of the foundations of a church is the sacrificing for the church to exist. And one of the, found, one of the seven foundations that I'm, I'm talking about is the foundation of sacrifice. Do you see? It's, it's without it, when you take it out of the equation, there's nothing left. Yeah. If Pastor Jimmy has not sacrificed to go to Basel. For how many years did you go to Basel, please? Seven years of driving on a train. To go to Basel. If he had not sacrificed. To go to Basel. The church would not exist. It's as simple as that. So when we now remove. That foundation. The foundation of sacrificing something. You can't, you can't get anything. You can't get, can't get a church anywhere. If I take away the foundation of sacrifice from this lighthouse, we cannot have a church in Brazil. Because the pastor who was here in Geneva, his wife was working at the UN. I don't know which part of the UN. Whatever. She was earning a lot of money. And at a point, he told me that we save $3,000 every month. 
That's the saving that he was making. Apart from after paying all the bills. $3,000 savings. Yeah. And I said, go. Go to uh, whatever. Go to the Trinidad. Yeah. And he went. So today we have a church in Jamaica. Trinidad, St. Lucia, Deza. That's how, that's how the church came there. Because one person said, why not? We should go. We go. What I'm explaining is that if we subtract lighthouse minus sacrifice, we are left with equal to zero or negative. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm, I'm trying to explain. If we take it out, the whole thing will go down like this. It's always somebody who pays a price. That's what will make a church exist. If you don't know, I'm telling you. And if we take away these basics from the church, okay, it will be forced to not exist or not function in the way that it can function. This is, I'm just trying to explain to you what are the foundations. Because the devil wants to take away our foundations. Yeah. And it's a lack of that foundation that does not allow anybody any person from Switzerland to be sent out as a missionary. Because as of today, apart from Pastor Robert, I don't know of anybody who have been sent from the Swiss churches. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody has been sent from here. Some of the people that I suggest, I say, you, go here. They have turned into rebels and have taken over the churches. Yeah, because that's also one of the foundations. When you don't do what you are supposed to do. You see, I want to say something. Some of you who are working for God, eh? if you are not working for God, it's not that you will just not work for God. But you, 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 you may be the owner of a disco. Or an arm robber or some other thing. It's not that, it's not that you will just be neutral. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not that you, 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 you were like at, at zero and then God has added. So, because you work for God, but if you're not working for God, you, you just come to zero. No. You would have been down somewhere else. That is it. That's why Paul said, woe is me if I preach not the gospel. Woe, woe to me if I preach not. It's not just that you, you would have just been a moral good person. Are you listening to me? Yeah. That is the reason why nobody amongst all these pastors that we've had in Switzerland have not been able to go out. It's because the foundation, you see, the, the foundation is being eroded uh-huh. by the spirits that are here. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I sent uh, uh, Pastor Jimmy a text the other day. <laughs> I told him, I said, you will be a good missionary, you and your wife. So then he was, oh, I forgot the, how, the answer, so a very short answer. <laughs> then I sent him another text. <laughs> I sent him another text. And I said, I said, I sent him a text. And the text was one word, Congo. Congo. Democratic Republic of Congo. The home of Mobutu. <laughs> Since then, I've not heard of him again. 
<laughs> Since then, I've not heard of him again. There was silence in heaven. That's a minute. trying to explain is that without a certain foundation some things will just not exist but you see you people don't know that the thing is there but it's built on something that is covered so I've come to dig around the foundation so that you look at it and see that this thing that you enjoy and this thing that you are benefiting from this is what is under it yeah yeah, so that you see under the thing. Yeah, you see under the thing that under this thing that you are enjoying, there is something. Yes, that is under. That is what has sustained or is sustaining it. Amen. Amen. Are you there? Yes. Yeah. So, one of the foundations is, is a sacrifice. But foundations are so important. And... Um, Unfortunately, many people don't know what founders are. That is why when you, when you speak against founders and fathers, you sort of bring curses to yourself. Uh-huh. Because you don't know what they did for, for, for things to be there. Do you get it? You see, like your father or your mother is a founder of you. You are his creation through his effort. So when you become some way to your father, pray there are three types of fathers. One, they don't say anything. Two, when they are hurt, they speak. And three, they are not hurt. I mean, they are hurt and they know their spiritual authority and they speak intentionally uh-huh, with a biblical basis for what they are saying. Do you, do you get the three? One doesn't say anything. When you don't mind him or you behave as he doesn't say anything. Another one, he is hurt and he speaks about you out of his head. And there may be a curse, some curses may just flow. And then number three, he will remember you and say you. Just as you have not remembered this and this and that, and just as you have forsaken this and that, may you be there, he will start to, what we call equity. You know equity. Equity is fair. He will, give, he will speak to you an equivalent word of your life, your behavior. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Are you there? Yeah. So, that's, a, that's what happens to founders, uh, fathers. So, be careful of them. Amen. Stand on your feet and just ask God to bless you with a good foundation for your life.
Thank you for your blessing. 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 Paramandali de 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 Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. May the Lord of the day, 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 the
Hallelujah. Amen. All right, sit down. Foundations. Number one. Foundations of sacrifice. Amen. So that's the first foundation. There are seven of them I'm going to share with you, right? And I've just explained to you a little about that. That really, without it, we cannot. So now, our church in Congo, what I wanted, cannot happen because he's not ready to go there. You understand? So it won't happen. So it, does, it doesn't come on. Now, if he sacrifices his life and leaves what God has given him here in Geneva and goes there, you have some people growing up later who will not even remember him and don't don't even know what he did. Is it not true? true. Yeah. That's why we have to teach our children so that we don't become some way. Yes. Isn't it? Yes. We have to really teach fatherhood. We have to teach it. And believe it. We must teach it and reteach it. Because if you don't take care, you will bring about one of the most severe curses upon your life. Severe. Yeah. And you will not believe it. Because God is more wicked than any man. If God himself is taking you on, there is nothing you can even imagine. That is painful. That's what God can give you to be painful for you. Are you there? Yes. Yeah. Another foundation is the foundation of lay ministry. Amen. Okay? I'm just, I'm just mentioning them and I'll, I'll come back to them. How can we do a lot of this work unless lay people do it? Can you imagine if we have 20, 20 pastors here and we have to pay everybody 5,000 francs a month or whatever it is. I don't know how much you are paid. Plus this, plus this, plus this, plus you get angry with the organization too. Just as you are angry with the people that have employed you and always complaining about them. Can you imagine? We have got 847 churches. Supposing we are paying everybody, buying cars for everybody, do this, do this, do this. Do you think we will even have one building anywhere? Do you think we can go to some of the poor and difficult places that we are going to? We cannot. And Lighthouse Chapel, we, we've been here since when, Jimmy? 1992. Yeah, we are still here. When we came, there were some churches which are not here now. 
they don't exist. And there are churches which existed after we existed and have closed down and we are still here. Now, you, I'm digging around so that you can look under and see something. That the pastors that have been working, they are not being paid. So when you have some pastors who rise up now and say, we all want to be paid for this work, then you are removing the foundation or the thing on which it has been standing. That's actually what you are doing. You are actually taking away the thing on which we've been standing. And it's going to fall. Are you there? Because that's, that's, it's like I'm trying to show you what the thing has been standing on. And not only here, in England. We have so many pastors in England. So many. There are only two pastors there who are full time. Yeah. Isn't it? Oh, I'm wrong. Yeah. Pastor Richard and Pastor Joe. He just became full-time this year. And that church has been there since 1993. There's so many churches. So here, here, Manchester, Leeds, this, that, all over the place. If you want to know what the church is standing on. (laughs) And this is the reason why people cannot have church. Monday, my mother asked me, she said, how can you have churches in Europe? You know how much it costs. And I said, yeah, mommy, I know. That is why they are lay pastors, because we know. We cannot sustain something like this. European costs. America, we have so many churches all over the states, from San Francisco to New York to here, North Carolina. There's only a single one full-time pastor there. That's Pastor Joel. And has been there since 1994. Nobody else is paid a dollar or a dime or even transport. So now when you want to take off the foundation and say, pay us transport. Some of them drive. I, Pastor Joel used to drive. How did we have a church in uh, Maryland? Pastor Joel, if you've ever been to America, you're from New York City, you have to drive like five hours. Five hours to, to Maryland where we started the church. And uh, Pastor Joel would preach Sunday morning, and drive five hours driving on the motorway to get to Maryland. That's how they, I used to drive with him. When I go to where I'm in the church there, from there then, I, then we drive. We preach here in the morning, then we drive and have service there in the evening. Up and up. Today there's a church, they have their own church, their own pastors and everything. But how did they get, that's what I'm, I'm covering for you to see how the person came there traveling and sacrificing and lay pastors working. And it's not only that. Several other pastors travel for our doctor, Dr. Charles Ose. Dr. Noshmai, he was my roommate when I was in uh, medical school. He travels from Philadelphia, whatever, to New York City. Because you see, you can't stay. Where is New York City, Manhattan? Where the, the, the World Trade Center that was bombed? Our church is in that area. And people come there. But he lives far away in Philadelphia. He drives far. We don't pay him transport. And that's why I have come. Because our, our pastors, we are not going to pay any transportation. Up to, God, I gradually, as those foundations have been removed, 
That's what has spoiled the under of the church. Because as of today, we are paying over 40,000 Swiss francs for pastors to be able to go and preach, which is, which, is, which is an unfortunate development that has happened gradually. You understand? But now, what we are saying is, Charlie, if you can't go, be in the house. That's it. I'm sorry. Because I know that it is a foundation on which we have been standing. And if we take it away, if, if we take it away, if we take it away, we, we, we will not be there anymore. We know, we know how we've existed up to this time. Yes. And we don't want to die. So now, if you can't go, you just be in the house. And go to the nearest church that is by you. But we can't pay again. We, we cannot appreciate treasures. Treasures are given books, thank you, and other things. We can't do it again. This is the only country in the whole world where we have such a thing. Out of 800 and something churches, treasure have to be given coupons and other things. Please, we beg you. It's, it's over. We are sorry. If you, can't, if you can't count the church's money, if you can't count the church money and put it in bank, don't count it again. That's all. This is the point I'm trying to make. And I'm explaining it to you from the point of view that it is a foundation on which we have stood. I know what I'm doing. That's why I value my pastors. And I myself was a lay pastor. I didn't, I didn't know how to collect money to, to, to preach. I was a lay pastor. For, and God told me to, to stop what I'm doing. I tried to do everything so that I'll never collect money from the church. Even up to now, I'm like, I'm like that. I'm actually a problem in the church. Because if I am not paid and I am not giving this and that, it prevents sometimes others from also getting their due, whatever, who have been working there. So I am, I, that's a problem that I cause, which I try, often try to remove myself from their things. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. It is, it is not just that this is whatever and so on, but it is a foundation. It is, it is, it is how does lighthouses? It says, come, let's go, bring your pickaxe, your shovel, let's go run. And you see how the thing is. This is what we stand on. This is how we are able to. Pastor Okele is in uh, Hamburg, isn't it? Yeah. Do we pay you? Do we pay your rent? We don't pay anything. Not a, what currency do you use there? Euros. There's nothing that we pay. That is how Erasmus also. Do we pay your rent, your car, tires? Some pastors from Switzerland wrote to me that their tires are get wearing out. Their cars are. Their cars are doing whatever. Is that it's not just it's not just that oh give us five francs or ten it's not the amount but you are eroding the whole foundation of the ministry that's what you are doing you are taking away the foundation of the ministry you are taking the thing that we stand on it's being taken away and you ask yourself what can the righteous do thereafter yeah 
If you, if you ask me, you want a percentage. Some pastors were ask, asking me, in the same Switzerland, they want a percentage of the offerings that are taken in the church. What are these things? We are not used to that. We are not used to this. No fine. And I'm just trying to explain to you how we have been able to come up to this point. You may not know what has made us be able to come to this point. Amen. Amen. So, foundations of sacrifice, foundations of huh? lay ministry, foundations of tithing. Tithes. Yeah. Paying of tithes, which is 10% minimum of your income. Now, some of you may not know. Do you know Mary? Mary, Lady Pastor Mary? Yes. Lady Pastor. Pastor Duke, is there any problem? Okay. You know Lady Pastor Mary? Yes. Yeah. I don't know how many years she has worked in this country. And she's gone now. Mary. Mary has paid tithes since 1992. From the bank. From her bank. Directly to the church. For many, many, many years. There's not even a question about whether this month this or that month this or that. You may not know how we are able to do things all over. And as for me, I don't only see you. You see, one day I asked my father for something. My father had a house and he had the land, a piece of land by the house. So I asked him for the land. Do you know what he told me? He told me... (laughs) Do you know what he told me? He told me I have other children. Yes. Apart from you. Apart from you. I have other children. You see? And that's what the same thing I'm telling you. Apart from you, I have other children. Plenty. Different countries. Different places. Poor. Rich. Different. 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 And they are my children. And I'm equally sharing, I know, sharing everything that we have. Yeah. So you are not my only children. Yeah. (laughs) Are you listening to me? So tithing, you may not know that a lot of people pay tithes. That is how come we are able to be here. So when we also forsake that basic thing of paying to God and saying, Lord, 
for all that you have given me that I am alive and I am breathing. I am giving you the tenth. If you don't know how to do that, there is a foundation of even your Christian existence that you have forsaken. And before you realize, you are going down. And I have come to see, not paying of tithes is one of the earliest signs of backsliding. When you talk about backsliding, you know, like if you want to see somebody who is getting diabetes, one of the early signs, you see him going to weary a lot. In fact, recently, a lay person who I have told this is, she was on a plane and she was noticing the, uh, the person, there was a person sitting in front of him, whom she knew and said, oh, he was going to weary all the time. We will go and we will come. Go and we will come. Go and we will It's early signs of something. Are you there? Yeah. yeah. The early signs. And I'm saying, one well, of the early signs of backsliding is not paying tithes. And when it's a struggle, you see there's a problem. Amen. Amen. Some of you here, you don't pay tithes. And, and actually, you shouldn't be here. Yeah. You shouldn't be here. Because there is a certain basic foundation that you don't have. Yeah. I pay tithes. My, my money is different from the church's money. This is the church and this is me. If I earn something, I have to pay tithes. Yeah. I've written my will. If you hear tomorrow that I'm dead, you'll find out that I've already written the will. The churches have in all my will that I've written. There is not even a mention of lighthouse. The word lighthouse is not. There's nothing in lighthouse that belongs to me. I own nothing of the church. All the buildings, so many buildings. The church owns so the church is very, very rich as compared to somebody like me. I'm a fly. Yeah, is that? Is is I don't own the church, and I, and I, there is, there's nothing in my will that says that this church is for all the buildings. There's not because it cannot. It does not even belong to me. You can only give something that you own. I don't own the church. It's a church that you and I we are all building it to leave it for our children. Amen. Amen. So. So, it is important as a basic Christian principle to know how to honor God when God gives you something. If you don't have that, whether things are good, things are bad, however things are going, it's so basic. So, when you, when you falter with that, you are, you are eroding the under. Of your Christ. I learned how to pray tithes in 1983 when I was staying in London. I knew that I, because I remember a lot of my poverty. If you are going to be broke, be broke in Ghana or somewhere, but don't come to Europe to be broke. But this place is more wilder to be here when you don't have money. Hey! How many have been broke before over here? And in, in England, in England, when you are broke, go visiting. They will never give you food. Only tea. Would you like a cup of tea? That's all. 
tea, and then that's it. You go away with your hunger. It's better to be broke in Africa. At least when you go, they may give you some food. But when you stay around for some time, it should occur to you that this guy wants something to eat. I used to visit people hoping that they would get the message. But they never got the message. So tithe pain is one of the foundations. Amen. Okay. The next one is um, remembrance. Well, actually, I'm going to just run through all of them. It's one particular foundation that I want to go through. Remembrance. The next one, foundations of loyalty. Loyalty means you don't change. You understand? It means you are the same. If you love me, you love me still. Do you get it? Yeah. If I love Joseph, I still love him. If he loves me, he still loves me. That's all. Remembrance, loyalty, they are very related. And you must remember things that people do. Even if it's only one thing. You must remember. If it's only one thing. Look, some of you want people to do a lot of good things for you. But if you read Hebrews, you see in the book of Hebrews, all the people who, this one did this, Abraham did this, this one, all of them was one thing. He did only one thing and God never forgot them. Sometimes it's only one thing that has been done in your life. You must remember that one thing. When I see this Joseph here, I just remember that he went to start a church in, in Ethiopia. Just, I just remember that one thing about him. Yeah, I don't remember anything I can remember that. Yeah, I don't forget some of these things. Yeah, I will remember. And so you must learn that character to remember things when you see people. This person, eh, this is what this person has done for me. If it's only one thing. Because if a person has not done only that thing. <laughs> today I'm going to send some, I'm sending somebody of a large team to Ethiopia. A large team. I've sent a lot of people there now. I'm really trying to invest in Ethiopia. For the missions. Because there are so many people. 80, 90 million people there. Very, very poor. And so many things that they need. And it's close. It's a close country. You can't easily get in. So it's something that I'm doing. But you see, I would not maybe be doing that if Joseph had not gone to spend about a year. Did you spend one year there? Yeah, year and a half there. So even if he doesn't do anything, it's just like rehab the hallow. He just showed the, this thing, the way to come in. That's all. Just one thing. Sometimes you see, finish your work. <laughs> Forgive. Forgive. Are you with me? Some of you you are wicked. 
when somebody does something for you, you don't remember at all. You don't remember. It was only just one thing. That's why you don't prosper. Because you are cursed for not remembering. Like Judas. If Judas had only remembered how Jesus appointed him personally as one of his 12 disciples. And then after appointment among the 12, he called him aside and said, you, you are the most trustworthy person. I want you to count all the money and do all that. Like me, I have people, I have, even my personal money, I have people who help me count my own personal money. I don't even know what I have sometimes. Yeah. There are people who know everything. That even, I don't even know myself. I'm such a person. If you turn around, Jesus tried to warn Judas a lot. Try not to do it. Try, try, try. But it, I'm sure Jesus with tears at how he turned against him. You see, that's why some of you, you don't, you don't do well. Sometimes the person who helped you, you cannot remember the person. Maybe the, the person may be one of three. One, he doesn't say something, anything. Two, when he's hurt, he speaks. Or three, if he's a man of authority and he knows the scriptures, he may speak an equitable case. Like one day I heard somebody, he was speaking about his son. And he used the word, he said, may he, 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 may he hang like Absalom hung. May he hang by his words. Hey! That means that may his words touch him and kill him. Yeah. That one was not speaking out of her too. But he's speaking intentionally. An equitable case. Equitable means correspondingly fair to your behavior. Yeah. <laughs> the next one, foundations. How many foundations do you have? Huh? Okay, number five, number six, foundations of closeness. Close, being close. One of the things people don't realize is that when you are not close or when you start hiding, it severely reduces your intellectual capacity. Should I say it again? When you hide, it severely reduces your intellectual capacity and your spiritual capacity. I will explain it. When you hide far, do you see? It reduces your ability to think. Isn't it? And your ability, your spiritual flow. Amen? Are you listening? Yeah. Severely. Why? Because you are far 
You get it? Because you are far. You don't hear certain things. You don't see certain things. You don't receive certain things. Therefore, your mind doesn't work in a certain way. Like all the people that are not here, that could be here. Because if you have been here from the very beginning, when I start speaking, and I'm talking about that, it is a foundation of all that we are doing. Your mind will work in a certain way. So that's what I'm saying. That Hiding. See, the Bible says that when God came into the garden, he said, Adam, where are you? He said, I was afraid and I hid myself. So that hiding was the beginning of a severe reduction in the person's thinking, intellectual and spiritual abilities. Yeah. And a, and a great distortion of what he was supposed to be. I'm telling you. That is why what people don't realize it's a foundation. That's why I take offense at anybody who is not here who is supposed to be here. Because it's a foundational thing. For four years I've not had any camp here. And I come and you are a pastor or even somebody is supposed to be here you are not here. It's totally contrary to anything that anybody is trying to build anything. If you look at the Bible, the people that were not there are setting meetings like Judas. Always the adversary is going out. Going out, doing something. Even has some years, some people have gone out and, and whatever. I don't know what they are doing. But all those things, they are not good things. Thomas also was not there when Jesus came. So it's a foundation for doing well. Your presence your participation and your closeness. Yeah. Yeah. So it causes a severe, I'm, I'm using the word, I hope you never forget it, severe reduction in your intellectual capacity and spiritual capacities. And it's a foundation for what we are doing. All that we have is based on fellowship. When you cut off the fellowship, you reduce the fellowship, you prevent us from meeting, you prevent us from talking, you prevent us from interacting. You are cutting the foundation of your, you developing spiritually. That's why you find people who make the effort travel. I'm having a camp here in Switzerland. People have traveled from Germany, Spain, Germany, different places to come in England. I mean, I saw him here. I didn't know he was. I, this morning, I called him in London. I thought he was in London. He said, he's here. So you can see that. It's like to some people, they have, if this is a foundation, which is more than even a foundation to them, they realize how important it is. Coming for homecoming, participating in events, listening to tapes. It's a foundational thing. It brings you close and exposes you. And the more you retreat into a distant hiding place, the more you severely reduce your ability to be spiritual, to think and to be a certain way, and you introduce a certain distortion in who you are supposed to be. Just by your absence. Just by your absence. what I'm saying is right because you are sitting here. You are sitting right here. And that is why, yes, and that is why I do not accept as I will not accept certain, like I will not accept a, a pastor who does not pay I will not accept you to be a pastor in the church again. And I will not accept you to be a pastor if you don't come for certain meetings. I will not accept it. Oh yes. 
I will not accept it anymore. I will not accept it. It's just, it's just a basic whatever. I cannot have church members become more spiritual and having more of their foundations than the pastors that are leading them. No. I'd rather get a child to be their pastor. How many understand what I'm talking about? Yeah. So, so that is why you don't have to make yourself like I'm a backbencher of the church. I'm somebody who is the, at the corner, far. I'm outside. I never come near. I always take somebody distant. Look, the presence of sin is what brought up. As soon as Adam fell, this was his natural, what do you call it? I want to be far. I want to hide. Do you understand? And it just released a river of distortion. And gradually, as he went further and further and further, he became more of a twisted animal. Far less than how he was supposed to be. Even the language that we speak now, it was not how we were speaking. How do you think he was able to communicate with animals? How do you think we misunderstand ourselves? When I say one word to you, you don't hear that word. You hear another thing. When I say I like you, you hear other jingling bells. When I say something, you don't hear, you don't feel it. But there's a, there's a higher communication. All those abilities were lost in the garden. A man fell into a far lesser. That's why it's difficult to marry. Because anybody you marry, you have married a fallen being. Your ability to communicate is so reduced. When you say I love you, you say, eh? if you love me, then why this and why that? If you don't say I love you and they ask you, why do you not say I say, so I, but I told you when we from the beginning, I've told you I love you. So I, if I've changed my mind, I'll tell you. <laughs> you say I love you, say are you sure? I've not changed my mind. We understand everything differently. We are not able to communicate. We are not able to everything. We are, we are completely distorted from how we were supposed to be. And it started by the hiding and the retreating. And I can see anybody who starts, when you see the person, it's a different person. If you are not at the camp, as I talk with you, I say that I'm dealing with a different person. It's true. Amen. Are you there? Yes. How many foundations do you have? Six. Six. And number seven, the foundation of unselfishness. Are you there? Yeah. Unselfishness. All our lives are about ourselves. Yeah. All our lives are about ourselves. Yeah. Everybody's thinking about himself. How to be safe. How to get money. How to do well. Everything is about ourselves. But Jesus came and said, deny yourself. (laughs) Say no to yourself. Don't think about yourself. And think about others. 
there are others. Christianity is based on a mind that thinks about others. And is based on a mind that does not love itself more than loving God. There is a certain level where you love yourself more than you love God. You must not love yourself more than you love God. If you love yourself more than you love God, you will never see what God has for you. One day I was on a flight to uh, Panama. I think I was sitting by Pastor Richard. It must have been you. I always thought it was Pastor Joel. And I've been, I've been invited to Colombia to come and preach at a big crusade. Actually, I've been invited to Colombia again to preach at a crusade. Now, when I was going there, when I was on my way there, on my way there, I've been told uh, a pastor two weeks ago, a pastor was killed. He was getting into his car on Sunday morning and they shot him. A Catholic priest was doing communion. They shot him in the church. Yeah, they shot him in church and other killings. So I was told, do not go to Colombia. So I told uh, Pastor Joel or whoever I said that, me, Doug, he was Mills. Yeah, I, I am not going to Colombia to go and risk my life there. But God has not called me to go and die in Colombia. You get it? So I said, I'm not going. So I had a dream as I sat on the plane. And in a dream, to cut a long story short, I saw a particular story that I usually preach about. And in that story, the man was thinking about himself and his children. And in the dream, his children died. And the man, God told the man, you see now, go to your house with your children. But the children were now dead. Go to the house with your children. You wouldn't build my chair, but you want to build your house. So go. Because the little girls were dead. Then the Lord said to me, now, Doug, you are now protecting yourself. Trying to preserve yourself, isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it? You're not trying to preserve yourself. Isn't that the new way you are going? I said, so when I got out of the dream, I said, wow, I'm trying to preserve. I said, no, I have to go. If I, even if I die, it's okay. Because I, I don't want to start. It's, another, it's a foundation. As soon as you start. And which a lot, we have a lot here in Switzerland. Myself, myself, myself. Yeah. I, myself, and me, three of you. So I decided to go to Colombia. And I went. When I went, I saw the dead raised. I saw cripples walking. I've not seen some before. Hey! hey. I saw blind eyes open. Everything that I've been dreaming about that can I ever see. Yeah. And, and it came about, it came about when I decided, it came about when I decided that I would not let myself be preserved. That I'll give myself. Yes. I'll put myself aside. That's when I saw everything that I, I can only dream about. Yeah. I always remember because it was a curve I took. Turn left. I put myself aside and I'll go for it. Amen? Amen. Are you listening to me? Yes. Yeah. So, a very major foundation 
of all that we have and all that we do is laying aside yourself and selfishness. And as long as you are self-oriented, self-preservation, self-conscious, self-exaltation, self-promotion, self-everything for yourself, I, myself, me, our children, eh? you will never see what, and we would not have seen what we are supposed to see over here. Amen. Amen. So, brothers and sisters, these are the seven foundations that I want us to talk about in this period. Amen. Amen. What do you think? Is there a good opportunity? Yeah. And I'm sure you agree with me that some people should be here to hear these foundations. Amen, amen. Yeah. Now, how can we be a blessing in Germany if we are just going to preserve ourselves? Huh? How can we? How can we? You see, how can we? Erasmus was in London, isn't it? Chief Usher in Pastor Richard and NGO Police. And I said to him, go. Pastor Richard, go. Yeah, go. Don't be speaking, go. And this one too. And he also in Spain. And everybody else who goes. Now I want to ask the Swiss people. Some of you have got, yes. Some of you have got passports. And some of you have got a good foundation in the sense that you are not yet a thief, a drug dealer. You are not a liar. It's a genuine whatever. You don't have a child with thousand different people. Whatever. You have a good foundation. But you are not interested in going. Because yourself. It's great. You're a great person who has to be preserved in this world. You have to do well. Is it not true? True or not true? If I can get some people who not think about themselves, I can do more in Paris. France. You see, Switzerland is the center point of three countries. Italy, France, Germany. By the grace of God. Austria as well. Are we next to Austria? Okay, so Austria and Germany. Yeah. Yeah. You get it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I wish you would not be at this camp just to hear a good message, but to believe what I'm saying and to go. I'm trying to suck you from Switzerland so that you can be of use to some people. Yeah. Hey. Amen. I, 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 I am not I am not interested I am not interested in preserving what we have. I'm interested in moving forward. Amen. And that's what that's the spirit we don't have. So I'm looking to some of our pastors here. Some of the geos. Especially Jimmy. 
my Congolese missionary. <laughs> yeah, Nikopa, I've sent him many times. I've sent him many times. But you know something? One of the things that I, I, I'm a bit scared as I'm preaching to you, because I, I didn't realize, but I realize now that some people, if they had gone when I told them to go, their lives may be a little different. Today, some of them have turned themselves into rebels. And you watch. Watch if God gives you the time and the life to see the end of it. You will see how the end will be. It will also be a distortion of what it was supposed to be. I'm not cursing anybody, but I'm just telling you, just watch it and see. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't want to curse anybody. Don't say I'm cursing. I don't curse. One of the things I don't want at all, I don't want to curse anybody. Even if you hurt me or you don't, I don't want to curse you. No, 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 no. I don't, I don't like that. Because Psalm 109 says that because he loved cursing, it came to him. I don't want to love cursing him and then the thing will come to him. I don't want that at all. <laughs> yeah. The scriptures have already been written. There are eternal curses that people are crossing all those boundaries by themselves. I didn't cross it for them. Yeah. And unless the spirit leads me to, to, to curse, I don't want to curse. And the other day when I was coming to Susan, the spirit led me to curse those that spoil the church. Yeah. So I've placed a curse here. If you are in the church, fine. If you want to go, go. But don't spoil. Don't spoil. If you spoil, you see something. Yeah. May not be today, but you see it. So just go. You want to go start a church, do whatever. You are blessed. But don't spoil the, the, the church. It's, it's like, it's like you see, that anointing comes upon every shepherd. David was the, the nicest singer. The Lord is my shepherd, you sing. But when a bear came, and I will show you a bear, so that you see what is a bear. They are the most frightening animals. I have a, a very strong, some guys, two guys, National Geographic, uh, National Geographic, whatever magazine or whatever that thing is, they went to study bears. And the bears killed the two of them. They died doing that thing. Yeah, two, two of them. Yeah, they died and they've made a video of, of, the, of them. Yeah, they were killed by the bears. It's not a small thing. When David said the lion came and the bear came, it's not a small thing. And then he fought with the lion. Yeah. So this uncircumcised Philistine would be like one of them. It's not a small thing. It was not a small person at all. He's a shepherd. He's a sweet psalmist. The sweet psalmist of Israel. The anointed of Jacob. That's how he called it. He said, the spirit of the Lord speak through me. And his word was in my tongue. He was a very nice guy. Except when the people came for his sheep. <laughs> then he became a lion killer and a bear killer. The sweet psalmist. The sweet psalmist of Israel. 
became a lion, not an, a human killer. As for human being, he killed a lot of. When he was going to get married, the gifts that he took to uh, the parents, the parents of the wife, hundred penises. He killed hundred penises and cut off their penis, hundred, and brought it as his dowry. So that one, two, three, four, five, hundred. It's not, a, it's not a small person. A human being is nothing. Hey. That's the sweet psalmist too. The shepherd. When he was going, he went, he went to the battlefield. His brothers asked him, where have you left those few sheep? With whom? And he had left them with a keeper. He called a guy and gave him a keeper. He said, keep my He loved his sheep. He used to sing. He loved he said, the shepherd. Wow. Are you listening to me? Yeah. So, you don't want to curse anybody at all. Just leave the sheep alone. Don't spoil a church. That's all. And we'll all be happy. You can do your own church, your ministries, form anything you want to do and be there. Nobody, we don't, we don't mind. You know, the church is not a prison. You don't have to stay in, in this church forever. Whenever you are tired of the church, you just look the door and see if it is open. <laughs> How many doors do we have? So many churches. You can, you can go You can go away. Just leave the church alone. Amen? Yeah. Because we have, we have suffered to build. How many of you, you can you imagine Pastor Jimmy goes to Congo? <laughs> you people don't have to worry, Pastor Jimmy, after this, huh? please. <laughs> Suppose he goes to Congo. That, that's, what I, that's what I'm saying. That people don't know what is involved when things exist. That's why sometimes we have to dig around the foundation. That you see under, say, hey, inside the foundation is a dead body, somebody's body. Somebody's bones are inside the thing. His life is part of the concrete. And you'll be surprised. So what? Since about three dead, dead people are inside like that, they thought their life. Reverend is to some of you may know. Hey, he came to Zurich last year. His two children, six of them dead. He came this year? No. Yeah, I'm sure he's going to come again. And by being up there in the north, his children were coming to him for convention. Do you understand? So the price of him being there, so many people have told him he should move down to the south. You know, he's a great man of God. So many people come. Everybody said, no. This is what God has called me to be. I have to be there. Up there in the desert. That's the price. That, so that's what I'm saying. Sometimes you go into the foundation and you see bodies. When you come to Ghana and you see a church, Pentecost, this, that, big churches and denominations. When you go to the foundation, you see dead bodies of Swiss people. Swiss people, Germans, Swiss, died there. You see their bodies and their graves stood on the graves of Swiss people in, 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 in Ghana. Over whose dead bodies the church came to exist. When you take away those things, we have nothing left. We just have scriptures and songs and t-shirts and 
whatnots and little, little get-togethers and little things that we have. That nothing, there's nothing to it. There's nothing to it. We have nothing anymore. Because you've taken away the foundation. And that's what I'm talking about. And with this foundation, we can do a lot for God. But when you take it out, when you force me and force us to change everything, we'll be left with nothing. Amen. Amen. Are you there? How many are blessed with our seven foundations? Stand on your feet and thank God. Please, please don't go out. I'm going to give you a break. All right, lift your hand. Just thank God. Father, thank you for this great opportunity. We are praising you. We are thanking you. We are giving you honor and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, we are taking a 30-minute break. We have a lot of breaks so that you can rest. Okay? Good. 4.15, I see on the watch. Quarter to 5. We start again. Okay? I, I hear you have supper here. What time is it? Or oh, any time between 6 and 8 we can go. We don't, it's not a particular. Uh, by 8 we should have gone out of the... Okay. Okay. So that's it's a good range. All right. So 30 minutes break. You can we, we do any of the things you want to do. You'll be blessed. Amen. Forgive.